We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Uh, your guy Cody here joining me, friend of the show, Mr. Zach Boyd from the No Horse and Around podcast. Zach, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing really, really well. I'm just excited that actual football's back, Cody, and we get to talk about that. Um, so thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you coming on. It's always, always a good time. Looking forward to this conversation, you know, a day or so after the Colts finish their first preseason game. And there's a lot to talk about here with some players who we think maybe are stock up, stock down from week number one of the preseason. Now, again, saying that, I always want to remind people it's week one of the preseason. A lot of this stuff is subject to change. But as it stands right now, we're just talking about this game, right? And yep. a lot can can change in a matter of a game or two. So take it with a grain of salt for some of these. But just from based off of yesterday's game alone, this is where we're coming from. So we'll start with some of the stock down guys here, Zach. I think a few guys that we could potentially point to is, you know, I think Alec Pierce, even though obviously he's still going to be the number two receiver. I think he had some – he looked good in some of his routes and getting off the ball. But, I mean, you have to put him in the stock down just because he dropped that pass. That was in yeah. his hands and would have been a touchdown. But I mean, it's like you say stock down, but really like Alec Pierce is gonna still have a huge role in this offense. And I don't think that really impacts anything. It's just like you need you want to see him pulling that pass. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, I mean, I'm not super down on Alec Pierce in general, but at the end of the day, if you want to take that next jump and you want to be considered, you know, a viable number two, a big time, you know, elite wide receiver in the NFL. You just can't drop those touchdowns, Cody. I mean, it's just so important, especially when you have a rookie quarterback, any quarterback. I mean, it's so hard in the NFL to score points. And he threw – I mean, it was it was the best pass that he threw of the whole game, right on the money. I mean, you could not have fit that ball in any better. And then Alec Pierce just drops it. So be hard to keep him off this list based off that. You know, also they had the pass interference that Alec Pierce did draw – but really and truly, he, he could have caught that football even. You know, I mean, like, like it, he just was a little bit handsy in this game. And we saw that early on, Cody. In the very first game, he dropped a touchdown last year as a rookie, but he had a nice bounce back. And that's one thing that I did like about Alec Pierce last year. Nice bounce back, but definitely 
I would have to constitute him as, as a stock down because you just can't drop touchdowns in the NFL. It's the difference between winning and losing football games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep. And you mentioned you can't do those routine things like that. And that's what I wanted to point to next, the kickers from yesterday. I mean, Matt Gay missed a 28-yard field goal. Again, it is the preseason. But, Zach, you don't go out there and pay a guy, you know, the most money in free agency for him to go botch a 28-yard field goal. Even if it is the preseason, still, he needs to be better than that. And so, you know, overall, looking at his history, it suggests that he will bounce back and be just fine. But again, you don't like to see that as his first ever kick as a Colt is an easy miss. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on Matt Gay? Both him and Lucas, however you say his last name, the backup kicker missed, missed an extra point. I don't even want to attempt it because I'll mess yeah. it up. But um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the kickers and kind of their rough day? Yeah, I mean, just all in all, they did have a rough day. And I mean, when you when you want to make a guy basically the highest paid kicker in the NFL, and I've I've been a staunch supporter of that signing. I thought that was a very good signing. We've had such a you know an up and down turbulent ride with our kickers over the last several years. It was just nice to have a household name. That being said, when you're getting paid that much money, you've had this much success in the NFL preseason or not. 28-yard field goals, you just don't miss, right? Like, you got to make those field goals. Um, your football team counts on them. And, again, I'll double back to us being a young team with a rookie quarterback. There are going to be a lot of opportunities for Matt Gay to, to march out there and put points on the board, trying to keep us in football games. Nothing worse in, in putting, putting more stress on a young football team than to let them drive all the way down the football field a, you get a penalty that pushes you back. Then you've got a field goal kicker that you count on, and then you walk away with no points. It's very disheartening, very hard to overcome, especially when you're in the middle of this young rebuild. Points are going to be hard to come by. You want every single one that you can get, and it's definitely um, it's definitely discouraging to see it. I don't expect this to be a lingering issue. This guy's been very accurate in his NFL career, and maybe that wind was just you know abnormal. Um, and it just caused those kickers to just not be prepared for that type of win at this part of the season. But that being said, when you pay him as much money as you pay him, you got to make 28-yard field goals, wind, snow, rain, sleet, I don't care what it is, you got to be able to punch that football through. Um, so definitely stock down for that um, particular game. Yeah, for sure. And uh, moving on to a couple other positions that we can highlight that probably had some stock down games. 
I'm have to start with the backup offensive line. Guys like Emil Ekior, I felt like Danny Pinter really didn't play super well. You know, a couple other guys as well. You know, the backups, the second and third string offensive line, I mean, to allow three sacks, you know, in that second half. I mean, that's just that's just completely unacceptable. And I think it's to the point where a lot of people were saying the Colts need to look outside because this unit clearly showed that it is not up to the task of protecting or opening up any holes because we'll talk about the running backs here in a second because they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't, they couldn't protect the quarterback. And if you can't do either of those, I mean, you're going to be replaced pretty quickly, Zach. Yeah. I mean, and you're exactly right. I mean, we all know the story of, of what we went through last year with this offensive line. I mean, essentially Chris Ballard, you know, handed the keys to two guys, you know, and, and Matt Pryor and Danny Pinter, you know, gave them starting jobs. They did not deliver. This year he, you know, obviously drafted Ryman. I do believe Ryman's going to be solid on that left side. But Will Fries, man, I mean, the jury's still out with him as well as the backups. It's just crazy, man, for me to think that he doesn't go out there, a guy who preaches competition as often he, as he does in these pressers, and then he doesn't really come back to do anything to back that up. He, I would like to see them go out and get a viable, you know, interior offensive lineman as well as a veteran utility lineman. You know, a guy who can play right or left tackle, you know, in a pinch and really help your football team out because injuries are just almost inevitable, Cody, in the NFL. You're going to have some games, plays, series. You know, that you're going to be missing the guys that you count on the most. You have to have guys that can go out there and continue to play football as expected. And yesterday, as you mentioned, three sacks in the second half, the second unit as a total, as a group, just did not look good. Um, and, 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 and of course, that's their second. Some people say, well, it's just our second unit. Well, they went up against second and thirds as well, right? Like they went up against the same type of level of competition and just didn't deliver. And for me, if I'm Chris Ballard and I've had, you know, maybe this this lifeline thrown to me with being able to select a new quarterback, being able to select a new head coach, I don't know if I want to bet this year and roll the dice with Jim Irsay on not addressing this offensive line. Because if this backfires on them, ultimately it's going to fall at the hands and the feet of Chris Ballard. And I don't know that he survives that. So I would look for them to go out and look at the veteran route, especially interior um, on the right side with the guard. Just to you know, just to kind of push Will Fries and just to have a little bit more of a, of a, of a solid backing um, as the season goes. Yep, because you're one injury away. We, we've seen this in the past from it to being an utter disaster on the offensive line. I mean, it only takes one guy not doing his job. If even if four guys are doing are the best of their position, if one guy is screwing it up, I mean, that just hurts your entire team. So, yeah, you definitely. I think the Colts need to look and continue to monitor the free agent market. You know the uh, the undrafted free agent market as well, and also any cuts that might be happening in the next couple of weeks. But I don't think it's a question. Like if Fowler doesn't do it, then like, I mean, he's completely honestly hurting this team if he doesn't go out and address it because it would just be honestly mismanagement to go do that, to look at this offensive line and not see an issue and not address it. And and if we run into the same issue, it's like, well, you talked about how you regretted it in the offseason and then you didn't do anything about it. So if he doesn't do it, he's digging his own grave, Zach. And unfortunately, yep. other players and the team's going to suffer for it due to his negligence. So hopefully that does happen. But offensive line, especially after the starters, really is going to be something interesting to watch over the next couple weeks of the preseason. But 
that is another down. I mentioned the running backs, and I don't know if it's more the offensive line's fault or if it's a combination, Zach. But outside of Deion Jackson, really, this, this these running backs really struggle. They really struggle, particularly in running the football. I mean, just not a great day in total for this offensive line and for this running back group. So talk to me about this running back group and kind of their struggles in this game. Well, I think I think this is a part of, you know, we mentioned, you know, preaching competition and bringing in talent. This is a part of I'll call it the uh, the Jonathan Taylor effect. Right. You expected to have your lead running back when you came into camp and then everybody else kind of fall in suit. Well, now you you don't have Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss gets hurt very early on in camp and now you're down your top two options and you're really going out there with a third string and a fourth string level player, you know, to be able to, to be playing at the beginning of football games. Now, Deion Jackson looked great. I mean, he really did. Um, he was the one silver lining. But outside of that, I mean, Evan Hull had a couple of nice catches, but he's not going to be your guy that's going to jam it up in there and run between the tackles. He had an opportunity on fourth and one and just couldn't get it. He really had two opportunities in a row, third, third and short, fourth and short, and wasn't able to, to really produce a full yard on two carries. Um, and then that being said, just all of them in general weren't that great. I know they brought Kenyon Drake in here, a veteran guy. He was he was the, pretty much the last guy to get a chance to go out there on the field. I don't know if that's a matter of him just not being very familiar with the system or if he's just not looked good and can't. Um, that being said, they've got to do something, man. I mean, they're going to have to have somebody in here that can actually you know, produce – with a young quarterback. I mean, he's going to have to have that security knowing if he's going to be a running threat, well, you have to have a threat to hand the football off to somebody. And if you don't have anybody but Deion Jackson back there, I don't know if that's the best course of action. Now, we'll find out more. Jonathan Taylor may be in camp next week, may not, may be healthy, may not. Who the heck knows when it comes to that. But, boy, it would be nice to get someone in that building Um and I probably would kick the tires on a veteran, you know, on, on the veteran market and just see where you're at there as well. Cause you're gonna have to have an upgrade. Cause it looks like as of now, your top two running backs are not available. And there's no guarantee that they will be. Right. Exactly. That's probably why the Colts have, you know, continue to monitor the running back market, you know, bringing in Kareem Hunt for a visit and you know, potentially getting some other guys in here. We'll see on that. But yeah, for sure. That's something that we'll have to continue to monitor with the top two guys being out for right now. And we'll see how that saga plays out at the running back position. All right. I think that does it for stock down guys. I feel like there's a lot more stock up guys that we can talk about here. Sure. Um, you know, a couple of guys, we mentioned Deion Jackson, kind of his performance, nearly six yards of carry. I thought he looked good, Zach. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, great push. Um, initial, you know, he got a little bit of contact and was able to shake that and keep the line going. Um, I really thought he he really benefited from having this opportunity. Of all the guys, what an opportunity to come in and actually earn a job in the NFL and really show what you can do. This is a guy that obviously Chris Ballard liked a couple of years ago and we drafted him. Really basically was more of a pass catcher role last year and he was very good at that. Um, now that he's running the football and has the ability to catch passes, even adds more value to himself in that backfield. I really did like what I saw from him. And I think a little bit of that had to go kind of hand in hand as we'll get into in a minute, you know, with, with, with the left side of that offensive line, 
they were getting that push that, you know, we weren't getting quite as often last year and made it really hard for anybody to run behind that offensive line. Um, Bernard Ryman um, obviously was, was I think, our highest graded offensive lineman for that day. So it was, it was nice to see that. But Deion Jackson in general, I thought he had himself a pretty good day um, and, and helped himself probably make a football team when it all comes down to it. Yeah, that's definitely one that we were curious. That's been kind of a running back battle we've been looking at in camp and kind of discussing. And so Deion Jackson definitely making us a case for RB3 or potentially RB1 to start the season, depending yeah. what happens there. Um, but definitely looked good there. And you mentioned the offensive line. They looked good in the run department, the first team that is, uh, protecting the quarterback. Anthony Richardson didn't get sacked. So, you know, and that was without Braden Smith as well, who didn't play in this game. So felt like the starting offensive line looked pretty solid, which was good for sure. And, uh, you know, a couple other guys as well that I want to touch on. Um, Josh Downs looked pretty good. You know, yeah. I could have potentially put Isaiah McKenzie in the stock down. I decided not to because he had a couple plays. I know the interception, he said, my was my fault. But I felt like he had a couple plays as well that kind of made up. For, I mean, I fully made up for it, but. You know, he had a couple like short five yard passes that he turned into nine to 10 yards. So I felt like he's still going to be a, a pretty decent piece. And we'll see on that. Uh, but out, as far as it goes, Josh Downs, I feel like is definitely a guy that, you know, just as we saw in practice, Zach, he's a guy mm -hmm. that has consistently getting open and consistently making plays out there. Even, you know, if he's with the ones, if he's with the twos, doesn't matter. He's out there making plays. Yeah, and, and, and I'll say that, you know, he continues to impress me, Cody. I mean, everything about him, um, for me, signals that he is going to be a pretty good slot wide receiver in the NFL. Kind of verified that when you watch the film of him in college, then he gets to the NFL. He just has this demeanor. I think his biggest quality that he has above everything else is he knows how to get open, right? Like, like that is such – obviously it's an obvious thing when a wide receiver, they need to get open, but not all wide receivers are able to get that separation. I think we've actually struggled in that department the last couple of years, finding wide receivers can get true separation and allowing those quarterbacks to put that football out there. He had a couple of really nice routes, caught the football. Um, I'd love to see him with the ones and get a little bit of a chance to play with the ones as well a little more. I do believe eventually he and McKenzie are going to be kind of interchangeable. You know, McKenzie's going to be your big shot guy. I think Downs is going to be more of your possession receiver. I envision him being a type of guy when it's all said and done, catching 75, 80, 85 passes a year annually. I just think he's a volume guy. He's a guy that moves the chains, and he can give you a lot if you use him in space. So really like the performance from him. And just in general, he's probably been one of the biggest flashes that we've had in the wide receiver room, even in training camp. So it's been, it's been nice to watch. It has been for sure. Yep, excited for him and what he continues to do. Um, so, a couple other guys we're going to talk about. Let's move over to I think we got all the offensive guys. Let's move over to the defensive guys because there were a number of guys that I felt like did step up for sure. Um, you know, you got to talk about, you know, uh, defensive lineman Al Kadeem Muhammad had a sack, thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Grant Stewart, who was kind of that reserve special teams guy, he had 12 tackles. I thought he looked really, really good. He definitely has some stock up and makes you feel a little bit better, you know, like with the linebacker depth, if he can come in and if needed can play and play solid. Um, so that was good. Um, a couple guys that I thought looked really good at the cornerback room um, when all was said and done was Darius Rush for the pick six. 
And then Daryl Baker Jr., who's been honestly the biggest surprise, yeah. I think, this entire season. Just a guy that really came out of nowhere, was on the practice squad last year, and then this year is right now, at least as it stands right now, is the number one outside corner. And I thought he looked good. He had a good third down breakup. Yeah. Um, and then Henry Black, who we mentioned, who was somebody that wasn't even on my radar at all. He had a couple nice plays, forced a fumble made a couple plays as well. So what were your thoughts overall on some of these defensive guys, Dak? Yeah, I mean, we can just go down the list. Um, I really thought Daryl Baker Jr. has come out of nowhere, like you had mentioned earlier. He has been probably the brightest light that we've had on the defensive side of the football um, all through training camp. And we saw that translate into an actual NFL football game. You mentioned the pass breakup. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He is probably going to earn a starting job. And I just wouldn't have thought that, you know, from the very beginning, I wouldn't have thought that he was going to go out there and actually win a starting job, especially when you draft a guy in the second round, you know, and you draft multiple guys in this draft. Um, that doesn't mean that the other guys won't come along. They won't earn a starting job. But I think Daryl Baker Jr. is going to get one of these two positions. You've got Dallas Flowers on the other side. You've got him right now competing. I think it's if, if you were going to say who's jockeying for number one, Daryl Baker Jr. is 100% in the lead. And I don't see anybody taking it away from him, if I'm being honest. I think he's probably here to stay. Probably what you can count on day one, being your day one starter alongside whomever else that Gus Bradley, you know, and Coach Shane Steichen decide to go with. Um, that being said, you mentioned a couple other guys. Just give them a little bit of kudos. Grant Stewart, I mean, you, you can't help but notice him when he's on the field, that hair just <laughs> so long, kind of a a la Troy Palomalu style. Um, but he, 12 tackles, he was all over the field. And I know Rick Venturi mentioned this, and I didn't really wasn't quite sure about this, but he's been the number four linebacker that he said all through camp. So they they see something in him, um, and he's definitely a downhill football player, not afraid to make tackles, and that actually stood up uh, stood out quite a bit um, when it comes down to it. Um, I thought all in all he looked good, um, and then the last guy I really wanted to give kudos to was Akadi Muhammad. I thought he was our best pass rusher. I thought he really, really did a good job. He had one sack. He should have had two. Um, he draped all over the guy, got around his ankles, and kind of fell off and let him out for a little cheap one-yard pass. But that being said, I thought Akadu Muhammad had a pretty good day. He's a high-effort guy. He's never going to wow you with his athleticism, but he's definitely uh, just what Gus Bradley envisions out of a pass rusher, total effort guy. Yep, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with you there. I thought he's definitely just, yeah, you said just an effort guy. He makes plays. He's out there consistently and you love to see a guy like that. Wanted to give, since he kind of ragged on the second team offensive line, I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple different guys who I thought played solid, played pretty well. Um, you know, a guy that nobody really had talked about Arlington Hambright. I thought he looked pretty solid. Overall, nobody's really talking about him, but he was kind of the backup left tackle. I yeah. thought he looked good when he was out there. And then I thought that that Wesley French was solid. I'm not going to say he was anything spectacular, but I thought given how bad certain you know people on the offensive line played, I thought those two guys in particular were 
probably the two best of the backups. So just wanted to give a shout out to those guys as well. And I think as bad as that offensive line played, those guys' stocks might be considered up as well. But uh, yeah, those are the guys I think, unless you have anybody else, Zach, I think that does it for me. No, I think I think we covered it every. You know, it's early on, guys. I mean, there's there's so much more that's going to happen as we progress through this preseason. Um, but definitely, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, and I'll leave with this: we didn't really do stock up, stock down on Anthony Richardson, but I was overall impressed with his demeanor. And I wanted to see the one thing that mattered the most to me, Cody, was how he responded to negative plays. He comes out, he throws the interception. And then he has two drives that are much better after that. And that's a real sign, a real encouraging sign of a good young quarterback who's able to kind of put that, you know, to bed and go out there and still compete. And all in all, I mean, I, I think I was I was I was happy with his performance. So just wanted to touch on that real quick before we hopped off here. But yep. that I think we pretty much covered it. I think so. So, guys, let us know your thoughts on some stock up, stock down, guys. And as always, guys, if you're new to the channel, we'd love for you to consider subscribing, liking this video, and all that good stuff. I would love it, Zach. If you know, and I know it's kind of hard, but and I'm sure you would as well on your stuff. Like, if you, you know, it always feels like I, I'm always like, man, if people would just come to the video, would like the video. And we do that, and actually probably would get out to more people. I think that's kind of how the algorithm works. Yeah. Saying that, I thought I figured out the algorithm, and sometimes it's just weird. YouTube can be really weird sure. on that. But, but anyway, regardless of that, we really do appreciate all your guys' support. Be sure to go check out Zach and Steven's channel over at the Mill Horsey Around podcast. That is in my feature, in our feature tab. Um, so go check them out over there. They do great work covering the Colts. But, Zach, thanks again, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's always a good time. Absolutely, man. Happy to, happy to hop on anytime, Cody. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good one. And as always, go Colts.